America, and welcome to the Dean's List. Is the dumbing down of education in this country on purpose, or are leaders just simply incompetent? What is the answer to this problem, to this dilemma? We're going to dive into it next. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you along with us today. You can reach us on the email, thedean.list at protonmail.com. Thedean.list at protonmail.com. We enjoy reading the emails, so keep them coming. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, the Dean's List 33. The Dean's List 33. So this week, uh, we're in Washington. We're at some congressional briefings, and I hope to be... Uh, to be talking more about that here in the next coming days. There are some uh, some interesting things coming afoot. The, the, this fight, the fight for education, gets more real every single day. You know, the other day we talked about what was happening in Oregon, the fact that the Oregon legislature decided that they didn't, you know, Graduating seniors didn't need to be proficient in the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, you know, you don't, yeah, you don't have to be proficient. That's fine. You know, we're just going to go ahead and graduate you anyway. And this governor out there in 2020 put the kibosh on it, you know, because of the pandemic, our kids aren't going to be able to learn. So we're going to we're going to put the kibosh on it and what they've done here now is just extend it. They've extended her executive order. See before it was just her order. In 2020, you know, she made this edict. Well now, the state legislature has extended it. They've pushed it out. Oh, they're only pushing it out for 3 years. I mean, it's fine. It's only 3 years. Yeah, it'll be you know, it's going to give us time to to look at the assessment practices, to look at the requirements and make sure that everything is, is on par. That's all. We just need time. We're going to put a pause on it just so we can take some time to research it. And it's my belief that they are lying to us, that they're not pausing just so they can research it. They're pausing so they can get rid of it altogether. So over the next three years, you know, we'll forget about it. And then they're just going to let it go away. That's my prediction. Florida, the Governor DeSantis is attempting to do the exact opposite and raise the bar. And he's he's done this by allowing the state university system to accept the classical learning test, which is a competitive test to the SAT and the ACT. Of course, the College Board is having a fit over this. How dare Governor DeSantis bring in another test? And so they have they've sent out their minions to do hit pieces on the classical learning test. And I've, you know, we've talked about this, we've we've read quotes, we've, you know, people are complaining this these texts are old. How dare you use you know, century-old education methods. This, you know, our kids aren't going to be able to learn under these conditions. And, of course, I read to you from, from David Barton's book, 
where he, uh, the, the book is called Four Centuries of American Education, where he he talks about what education used to be like, you know, what our kids used to know. And we went over the, the mental math. There is um, there's something else in his book that I find extremely intriguing. And the only reason I find it intriguing is because we have even experienced this recently at Waterbrook Christian Academy. On page five of his book, Four Centuries of American Education, David Barton, it says this, One final example of the educational rigor of previous generations is illustrated by the Federalist Papers. How many of you even know, and this audience, you know, I'm preaching to the choir. I would be curious to know how many, how many Americans even know what the Federalist Papers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were written between 1787, 1788, and and they were really essays by uh, Madison, Hamilton, and John Jay in support of the ratification of the Constitution. So this past week we we've celebrated the the birthday of the Constitution, and it kind of comes and goes. It kind of happens without fanfare, really. You know, it took place on a Sunday this year, and we were probably more interested in the football games than we were in in the Constitution. And that's a that's that's a sad state of affairs we find ourselves in, because if Americans don't know the Constitution, you know, we have no idea of of the rights that that we're losing. Oh, I know the Constitution. I know it's you know it's got these articles in it, and it tells the the government they can do certain things, and it gives me some rights. And yeah, yeah, I know it. You know, I think we know about it, but I don't know that we really know it. So these three men, Madison, Hamilton, and and Jay, write these essays because they're attempting to convince the people that hey, ratification of this document's the right thing. Uh, they're trying to explain why a federal constitution was needed because up to this point, you know, we didn't have a federal constitution. We had the Articles of Confederation. Even today, this the, the Federalist Papers are still considered to be the single most authoritative source on the intent of the constitution. But how many of today's elementary students, or for that matter, how many adults in this so-called modern and advanced age could actually read it well? David Barton says that a law professor in Alabama currently requires his law students to read the Federalist Papers. And why not? Before those students can become attorneys, they will swear an oath to uphold the Constitution. So why not learn about the intent of the document they will swear to uphold? Those law students enrolled in graduate-level studies regularly complain to him about the difficulty of reading the work. He nods sympathetically and responds, I understand. This book was not written for someone at your educational level. This book was written for the common, average, upstate New York farmer of 1787. Perhaps someday you will attain the educational level of those early New York farmers. And it's true. Pick up the Federalist Papers today. I was I was having this conversation with our government 
teacher at Waterbrook. And, and, and we were both discussing the Federalist Papers and how sometimes you have to read them a couple of times. Because we, we don't have this type of instruction happening in K-12 on a regular basis. The, the rigor, and, and you hear that word thrown, thrown around education all the time. What is the rigor? What's the rigor of your program? You know, that's why these uh, the, the college board, that, that was one of their attacks against the CLT, that it's only been around since 2015. It's not been around long enough for us to determine the rigor. Well, you know, back in back in the 1700s, the rigor, the rigor of the educational system that only went up to eighth grade, by the way, was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And I read to you some of the mental math. In case you missed Monday's show, I want to throw this out to you. This, uh, again, this is from David Barton's book, Four Centuries of American Education. Consider the math problems from an 1877 mental math text. All right? So it's it's mental. They, they don't get pencil and paper. They have to do these problems in their head. And then let's talk about rigor. What's the rigor? A boat worth $864. Okay, so far it's pretty simple. Of which one-eighth belonged to A, one-fourth to B, and the rest to C. Okay, we just lost 99% of the population right there because they're like, what, fractions? I have to use fractions? What loss did each sustain? The boat having been insured for $500. And, and students, elementary students, had to do this problem in their head. Mental math, my friends. The second one. On a farm, there are 60 animals, horses, cows, and sheep. For each horse, there are three cows. And for each cow, there are two sheep. How many animals of each kind? On your mark, get set, go. All right, do the math in your head. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would, I mean, take your time, set a timer. Take 30 minutes if you need to. Uh, these were elementary mental math problems in 1877. If seven men can do a piece of work in four days, and what time can it be done if three of the men leave when the work is half completed? Oh, see, this is just, um, this is just, and, and yeah, yeah, you know, we're not there. I, I promise you, we are not, we are not here. Our education is nowhere close to being here. So DeSantis wants to he wants to include the, the the CLT and you know I can tell you right now the kids in in the in the Florida public schools that they can't handle the CLT mm -mm. no uh, August 29th I'm looking at an article from Lee County this is uh Oasis Middle School 
home of the Gators at the end of the last school year, the Oasis Middle School principal sent an email to parents explaining that the school would be adopting the social-emotional learning curriculum called Sweet 360 that is, quote, fully aligned with the collaborative for academic, social, and emotional learning framework. Students will receive approximately one lesson each week. So, you know, in this middle school in Florida, Lee County, they are they are more interested in focusing on on equity, on social justice, on racial justice. Uh, you know, they're, they're not interested in in math. Mm-mm. In explaining the importance of the reopening process for schools, the organization, this is uh, KSEL, C-A-S-E-L. It's an organization that works with school districts throughout the country to use S-E-L in an effort to push equity, social justice, and racial justice in, in, in education. So, you know, they're, they're interested in, in, in pushing these, these social platforms. They're not really interested in teaching the students anything. They would rather push an agenda. And it's this organization, KSEL, who is providing this curriculum the social-emotional learning curriculum to this middle school, Oasis Middle School in Lee County. And this is what this is what our kids are going to be learning. And they're going to be learning it, you know, via the gender unicorn, which is an animal that doesn't even exist. You know, education has, has been hijacked. It has been hijacked. And it, and we're just watching it happen in real time. So over the summer, Cindy and I attended the uh, Turning Point Academy Association Conference in Chicago. And one of the speakers there was Alex Newman. And we're listening to him talk. And we started to, you know, say to one another, wait, don't we have an article that 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 he that he did or it started coming back to our memory a, a, an article that we had saved and and sure enough we got back to school and on her desk we had saved this interview that the epic times did with alex newman and the the interview is entitled dumbing down education key to dismantling america an interview that epic times did and it, I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you some some pieces from this article and it's going to it's just gonna it's gonna shock you, it's gonna make you angry, it's going to it it, it makes me wish that that our eyes had been opened decades ago. Um but for whatever reason, I mean I you know we could sit and talk about that all day long the gatekeepers of education fell asleep or the gatekeepers of education were receiving bribes to, to let some things come through. I'm not sure which it is. 
I don't know if it's on purpose, if it's incompetence, if it's, you know, corruption, if it's all three, it's probably all three. And centered on evil, absolutely centered on misguided individuals who who have no idea what they're doing. But the, the education in this country, you know, we, we see it unfold before our, before our very eyes. It's been hijacked. We're, we're watching it happen in real time all over the country. And it's it's on different fronts. It's with the the secretive gender identity issue that we're keeping from parents. It's it's on the the actual academic front where places like Oregon are just throwing out proficiency standards. You know, you you don't you don't need to graduate and be proficient in the three R's. That's fine. You know that that's blasé. I mean, that was for old school. We're we're doing new stuff now. You know, we're we're learning about social, emotional, and 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 equity. We're, we're learning about things that truly matter. You know, who cares about math? Who cares about reading and writing? We're learning about the good stuff, and and we're watching it happen in real time. And our eyes are open to it. And parents are rising up. We have been cataloging the rise of parents. And the more parents rise up, the more the left realizes we got to fight even harder. And this, the battle is real. The battle is absolutely real. So we're going to dive into this article a little bit. And and you're going to be shocked about it. You are. You're, you're going to be angry and shocked. We'll pick it up on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. 
Welcome back to the Dean's List. I am Dean Bowen. You can find us here on America Out Loud Talk Radio Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. We are happy to have you on board. You can connect with us via email at thedean.list at protonmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram, the Dean's List 33. Today we're we are digesting really what's what's unfolding. We are watching the dumbing down of education happen in real time before our very eyes. You know, the past couple of days we've been looking at Oregon versus Florida, and we've we've juxtaposed these these two states where one state is saying, you know, we don't need proficiency anymore in reading, writing, and, and arithmetic. And the other state is saying we we need more proficiency. We need to we need to offer different assessment tests that are competing with the leftist progressive college board. So Florida has brought in the classical learning test. Over the summer, I mentioned that uh, Cindy and I attended a, a classical school conference that Turning Point Academy Association hosted in Chicago. One of the speakers was a man by the name of Alex Newman. And as he's talking, you know, we're looking at each other and and we're saying, you know, we, we've got something that he wrote or in an interview or something back in our office. And so sure enough, we get back to school. And on her desk is an article that we printed from the Epic Times. And this, this was almost three years ago. This would have been uh, December 21. So at least two years ago. And the, the article is called Political Subversion of Education. Here's the, the subheading. Dumbing down education, key to dismantling America. This is what Alex Newman believes. And I recall reading this, and it struck me so much that, you know, we we saved it. You know, we printed it out so we could refer back to it. As he's speaking in Chicago this past summer, pieces of this article are, are, are coming back to mind. It starts out so, um, I don't know, I'm going to read this, this first sentence. And, well, it says there is a global effort coming from the United Nations and from China to build a single world system where individual liberty will be abolished. Okay, this is what... Alex Newman, this is his statement. On the surface, again, it sounds like it's coming from a James Bond movie. It sounds like this is something of you know that a that a, a James Bond villain wants to inflict upon all of society. I mean, he's he's sitting in his high back leather chair, he's got his, you know, he's 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 drumming his fingertips together, he's got this evil grin on his face. Uh, you know, he wants to take over the world. The article continues, this new system is described as a multipolar world order, as opposed to the current unipolar world order, where the United States is the undisputed sole superpower. To achieve this goal, the United States must be undermined, not just economically, but also intellectually and militarily. All right, so there is the the foundation of his belief. 
in order for the United States to be removed from the sole superpower of the planet and interject multi-superpowers, multi-people in charge, then the, the United States has to be dwindled down. The it, it has to be undermined economically, intellectually, and our military has to, to be wiped out as well. We're watching this happen before our very eyes. This is going on in real time. This will allow, I'm going to continue with the article, this will allow other nations to be built up other governments, especially the communist Chinese government, to grow in prestige and influence and economic prowess for the purpose of really drastically reshaping the world order into what they call the multipolar order, where Russia, China, and you know other countries of what they refer to as the BRICS uh, will all have uh, uh, equal standing, either equal standing with the United States or actually a step above. But America, at least the ideas and the essence of what America is, has stood as an obstacle to that agenda. So if you want to make this agenda possible, you're going to have to undermine the principles that you that the United States was founded on. And so we're watching those principles, you know, being undermined at the school level. I just, you know, read to you before we went went to break that this middle school in Florida, Oasis Middle School, home of the Gators. So now here we well, we're talking about Florida, and Ron DeSantis is is uh, doing what he can to raise the bar. But in, in in Lee County, you have Oasis Middle School, which at the end of the of the last school year, they sent out this email. And, you know, they're letting parents know that this fall they're adopting the SEL curriculum, the social emotional learning curriculum. This is part of of what Alex Newman is saying here. This is part of undermining the principles that the United States was founded on. It's, you know, SEL is rooted in CRT, critical race theory. It's rooted in this idea that you know, America wasn't founded on principles of freedom. We were founded on principles of, of slavery, the opposite of freedom. The Declaration is a lie. What we have been taught about our history and our founding for years is a lie. It, it, this, uh, I just, it, 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 it just makes me beside myself. It's, oh, I just can't even. According to the World Economic Forum's eight predictions for the world in 2030, which are summarized in a video posted on Twitter, the United States will no longer be the leading superpower, but the world will be dominated by a handful of countries. So this is the goal of the World Economic Forum. This is their goal by 2030. We're about to roll around into 2024. For, so according to, to them and their objectives, we're six years away. And the only thing standing in their way is us. Our government isn't standing in their way. You know, we, we have government leaders that are aiding and abetting. They're handing 
they're doing their their best to hand America over. They're absolutely doing their best. The only thing standing in the way of this operation is us. It's you and me. And, oh, it just sounds so conspiratorial, doesn't it? It just sounds like a, uh, just like a James Bond fiction. Yeah, I mean, really, do you think the World Economic Forum really wants to do this? Well, we should believe them. We should believe them when they post eight predictions for the world in 2030. Shouldn't we? I mean, I don't know that we should ignore it. The Chinese regime is promoting critical race theory through its state-run media right here in the United States, raising big questions about why this is happening. Promotion of critical race theory in America is just a continuation of the Marxist tactics that divide societies up into opposing camps to create a conflict between them. Oh, we've talked about this. Alex Newman is 100% spot on. And then they use that conflict. Typically, Marxists will instigate as a vehicle to bring about a revolution, to bring about the discontent that will finally result in the overthrow of the old system. This hit its peak in the summer of love in 2020. They, they, were, they were pushing hard in 2020 when they were literally burning down cities throwing bricks. I mean, pallets of bricks would just be delivered and magically out of nowhere, they're in front of, of these storefronts. Where'd these bricks come from? I don't know. Let's throw them. Uh, the article continues. When Mao took over China, he divided people up into the red classes and the black classes. The black classes, of course, were the evil classes, the business owners, the Christians, the counter-revolutionaries, the landowners, owners. Whereas the red classes, those were the oppressed, the victims, and they were the workers, the landless peasants. And so this is how he created this class warfare. And we have watched these tactics be attempted here in America time and time and time again. Newman continues, the same tactic, dividing America up into oppressor and oppressed, is used to instigate revolution in the country. But try to tell an American worker that he's oppressed is very, very much less compelling. It's simply not plausible to tell an American worker who makes $60,000 a year, gets three weeks paid vacation, has a 2,500-square-foot air-conditioned home, two nice cars, four-color TVs, that they are being oppressed by their employer. You know, that's not going to work. You're not going to convince that American that he or she is being oppressed by their employer. Therefore, Newman continues, race is exploited to divide America and conquer the society. So therefore, insert uh, social and emotional learning into the middle school. Let's get it at middle school. Let's insert critical race theory at the middle school. And let's start teaching kids that if they are one color, they're oppressed. If they're another color, they are the oppressor. And let's start dividing the country this way. This is happening in schools 
all over the country. We're watching it in real time. America, back to the article, America is almost unique in the world. It is not really like a lot of other nations that have the same ethnicity, the same history, the same background. America was different. She was founded on ideas. The idea that God created everyone equally. The idea that God gave everyone rights. The idea that government exists for the purpose of protecting these rights. This is the foundational principles that America was founded on. Those three principles right there, if if they can be removed, and the effort has been, oh, it's been seamless, and it's been going on for the past 100 years or more, 150 years, to get get this idea that, that we were not created, that instead we evolved. The, the whole idea of evolution is insidious, and it's political. You know, those of us that are religious, you know, I think we felt that it was it was a, a religious argument that, you know, they wanted to attack our religion. And there may be some truth to that. But the heart of the matter is political. Because if if there isn't a God who created us, if, if instead we evolved, if if evolution is the foundation of our existence, then we weren't created equal. And 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 the God who created us did not give us unalienable rights. Mm-hmm. Instead, you know, we evolved from the monkey. And so these rights that we have, I, we just, we're making it up. So if God didn't pass out the rights, then who did? Well, it's the government. The government gave you these rights, and therefore the government can take them away. So these foundational principles of ours are under attack. And the attack is now coming against our kids. Because our kids are in the business of learning. They want to learn. Believe it or not, they want to learn. And they're trusting. And they're going to listen to the adults in their lives. And we are handing them over to adults who want to teach them lies. You know, if you have an adult who's going to break out an animal that doesn't even exist, by the way, a unicorn, and and call it the gender unicorn, and, and tell your child that gender is fluid, and you have an adult who is lying to your child, who is not telling them the truth. And we have this epidemic now of kids who are who are questioning their gender. You know, someone was talking to Cindy the other day, and, and she said, has it always been this way and we just didn't know about it? And maybe kids didn't really want to talk about it? Have they always felt this way? <laughs> and, and, and no, no, it always hasn't been this way, but it is this way now because we have adults in the school system who are lying to them and telling them, you know, you might be this or that. And they're planting these, these seeds of lies in these young hearts and young minds, and it's creating this foundation of confusion. It's a foundation of confusion. 
And the Marxists are just sitting back and they're saying, yes, our evil plan is unfolding. I'm going to continue on here. Liberty and the fruit that came from that, such as incredible prosperity, the innovations, the living standards, or, or even the equality, the safety, and the reduction in human misery were unprecedented in human history because of the the liberty that's that's produced here in America. The this experiment that we've been in for the past two hundred plus years, two hundred and thirty six. Our Constitution is 236 years old just this past week. And we should celebrate that Constitution every single day, and we should fight for it every single day. But the, the freedoms and the liberties that that Constitution and our Declaration produced, uh, they, have, they have also produced incredible prosperity, incredible innovation, incredible living standards. If you're... If you are considered poor in America, you are, you know, in the top five, ten percent of 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 wealth in the entire world. It's because our freedoms have produced that. So to overthrow the old order, you need some kind of very powerful seductive mechanism to to make these freedoms go away. You need a powerful mechanism. And you start that mechanism when the kids are in middle school or even elementary school. Oh, we're watching it unfold before our very eyes. Okay, we're going to pause for this break. We're going to get into it on the other side. Uh, I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you on board and a part of this conversation. And today the conversation is, oh, it's almost a depressing one. Uh, we're talking about the dumbing down of American education happening in, in real time, right before our very eyes. 
we're looking at this article from the Epic, is it Epic or Epoch Times? I'm not sure. I've heard it pronounced both ways. I need I need a correct pronunciation. I call it Epic, but I, I could be completely wrong. This article is titled Political Subversion of Education. And it's an interview that uh, Joshua Phillips and Ella Ketlinska, apologize if I'm getting your last name wrong, Ella, Ketlinska and Philip did with Alex Newman. And the subtitle is Dumbing Down Education, Key to Dismantling America. And uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think Alex Newman is spot on here when he says the key to getting rid of America off the world stage is to dumb down the education. Make the population stupid because it's it's us, it's you and me. We are the ones that are standing in the way of the World Economic Forum reset. It's not our government. Our government's not standing in the way. Our government is a willing participant. The, the, the Marxist progressive left Democrats are absolutely a willing participant. They would hand the keys over, you know, but the people, again, we are the sovereign. The people are the sovereign of this country. And as long as we stay alert, as long as we stay vigilant, we are the one thing that stands in their way. And again, it, it, you know, when I, when I hear myself say that, it just sounds like a James Bond novel, that there's this some crazy maniac lunatic who wants to take over the world and, and Bond is out there trying to, to stop him. Well, we're the new Bond. Because, of course, the old Bond is woke. Did you hear that? <laughs> the old Bond is woke. So, you know, welcome to the new Bond. It is you and I. We are the one thing standing in the way of this reset. All right, I want to get back to this article. Uh, Newman pointed out that not only race is used to divide American society, but also gender. Those who are heterosexual or identify with their birth gender are also considered oppressors. So the Marxist playbook is that the workers would rise up against the factory owners, and, and we would have this this split, we would have this revolution that the workers would take over. Well, it's kind of hard to convince American workers that they're oppressed. You know, you, you can convince workers that they're oppressed in, in some other countries. But in America, you know, where we make 60 grand a year, we have a beautiful home. You know, most of us have a couple cars. We have air conditioning. We have several TVs. We all have iPhones or some type of device. And it, it's hard to... It's hard to sell us this idea that as workers were oppressed. So the Marxist playbook, uh, you know, they just flip over to the next chapter, which is if, if you can't make the employees feel oppressed, then divide them by race and divide them by gender. Make it so one race is the oppressor and the other is the oppressed. One gender is the oppressor and the other is the oppressed. The article continues, Newman believes that the only way such tactics are possible, and this is the key sentence in the entire article, Newman believes the only way such tactics are possible is to have an uneducated population. A well-educated people would never 
have fallen for these tricks. So these tricks have been going on, you know, critical race theory and, and this whole gender identity uh, infusion, the, the, the social emotional learning, all of these elements that the left is, as Newman refers to, these tricks, all these tricks that they're trying to purport upon us, they, they've been in the works for years. You know, we, we saw them hit the surface in 2020 when the kids came home and parents started seeing what they were actually being taught. That's when the eyes of thousands, hundreds of thousands of parents were opened. But the foundation and the framework has, has been laid for years because they've been dumbing down our education for years. The dumbing down of education has literally, well, it started in the 60s. It started when they kicked morality out of schools, and then they could insert their own thing. Newman says a well-educated people never would have fallen for these tricks. The article continues, traditionally throughout Western history, training the mind to be able to think, understanding things, and acquire additional knowledge was at the core of education. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. You know what the, the core of education is now? Um, you know, we have to learn social, emotional learning. You know, we, we have to fully understand that we're oppressed by our race. I mean, th those are things that we have to understand. Education used to focus on understanding and gaining a better knowledge of God and the nature of good and evil, the purpose in life. Institutions such as Harvard University, Princeton, and Yale were founded as Christian institutions. You would not know that now. You absolutely would not know that. Matter of fact, in his book, Four Centuries of American Education, David Barton cites the, the beginning, really, of these, of these universities. Um, this heading in the book is called, this is chapter or page six, Early American Education. And he says, uh, Harvard was established as a school to train ministers of the gospel. And its educational philosophy was clearly set forth in its two mottos. Are you ready for Harvard's two mottos? Because uh, I bet you didn't know this was Harvard's motto. Here it is, quote, for Christ and the church, end quote. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that? When Harvard University started, that was their motto, for Christ and the church. The whole purpose of the educational structure at Harvard was for Christ and the church. That was one model. Their second model was this, quote, for the glory of Christ. Yeah, yeah, right. You would never, uh, no, you would never believe that today because it's been overrun by leftist Marxists. Consistent with those two mottos, Harvard admonished. Oh, you're going to love this. Here was here, here is what Harvard believed in the beginning. Let every student be plainly instructed and considered well 
the main end of his life and, and studies is to know God and Jesus, which is eternal life, John 17 and 3. And therefore to lay Christ in the bottom as the only foundation of all sound knowledge and learning. Holy smokes. Can you believe anyone from Harvard actually uttered those words? I mean, now you would think, no, there's no way. There is no way. It continues to help students place Christ as the foundation of knowledge and learning. Harvard instituted specific educational practices, including the following. Everyone shall so exercise himself in reading the scriptures twice a day that he shall be ready to give such an account of his proficiency therein. Oh, no way. Uh-uh. No, I know you don't believe it. I know you don't. That Harvard actually admonished their students to find time to read the scriptures twice a day. I can hear you out there now. I don't believe it. There's no way. Yep. At Harvard, a school that trained a significant number of those who established our philosophy of government, by the way, academic endeavors were built upon the foundation of biblical principles. Holy smokes, I would have never known. Oh, hang on. Wait, there's more. Yale was another popular school of the day. And like Harvard, it began as a school to train ministers of the gospel. Did you know that? Listen to what Yale admonished its students. Above all, have an eye to the great end of all your studies, which is to obtain the clearest conception of divine things and to lead you to a saving knowledge of God and his son, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Holy smokes. That's what Harvard and Yale was founded on. That was the beginning. In pursuit of this goal, here is what here is what Yale stipulated. All the scholars are required to live a religious and blameless life according to the rules of God's word, diligently reading the Holy Scriptures and constantly attending all the duties of religion. And 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 now, while you can't, I mean, you no, you can't do any of this. Are you kidding? That's off limits. How dare you? How dare you? Separation of church and state. But yet this is what those two great institutions were founded on. And that's why they were great. And the fact that that foundation has crumbled, or better yet, has been blown up. These two institutions are no longer great. Harvard and Yale are no longer great. They are woke pieces of has-been rubble. But once they were, they were two universities set as a shining light on a hill. Um, but you know what? The Marxists destroy everything they touch. They destroy everything they touch. The, the departure, I'm, I'm going to continue here with this article. The departure from traditional education started more than a century ago and was led by John Dewey. Oh, John Dewey. We've talked about John Dewey at length. And I keep saying, one of these days, we just need to have a John Dewey session where we point out his intricate involvement 
and destroying the education of this country. Mm. John Dewey was a professor at Columbia University, and he is called the father of American progressive education. According to Dewey, who was influenced by Darwin's theory of evolution, weren't they all? Weren't they all influenced by Darwin's theory of evolution? You know, and we've talked about the reasons why, because if you can take God out of the picture, then we don't have a creator. We're not created equal. And we're not created with certain unalienable rights. And therefore, it's not the government's job to protect those rights. Yeah. Who was influenced? Dewey was influenced by Darwin's theory of evolution. Uh, he said, children should be weaned from the traditional tutelage of parents, religion, and culture, and given free reign to adapt to their environment. Dewey was a pragmatist pragmatist and moral relativist. Hmm. He believed that there was no unchanging morality and that people were free to act and behave as they saw fit. You know, he, he believed in morality evolving. You know, there was, there was nothing morally concrete. So, you know, this, this whole idea of, of education leaving the the solid foundation and solid framework of of understanding things as this whole idea of, of of education changing and and becoming more fluid it's happening right at the same time that that Harvard law school is is starting to promote this idea that the law should also be be flexible and the law should also be, you know, it should be changing. It should be, you know, it shouldn't be concrete. It really shouldn't be fixed. It's kind of this two-pronged attack that's happening in the education system and then also in the legal system. And it's diabolical. It really is. You know, Dewey believed wholeheartedly that children should be weaned, quote, from the traditional tutelage of parents. You know what? Parents are oppressive. This is this is and this is straight from the Marxist playbook. The Marxists want to divide the family. They want to split it in half. They want to make parents irrelevant. Because if they can, quote, wean their children from the tutelage of parents, then they can teach the kids. And now you see why we currently refer to government-run K-12 schools as indoctrination camps. You know, because who's teaching the kids and what are they teaching them? You know, they're, they're, they're teaching them via the gender unicorn that they can, that their gender is fluid. And they can just come and go based on how they feel. You know, they're, they're teaching them via critical race theory that that if if the color of your skin is is such of a, of a of a particular color, then you are oppressed. If you're black, if you're brown, you are oppressed, and that's what they're teaching them. And if you're white, well, guess what? You are the oppressor. You're evil. You you shouldn't even be here. You're so evil. That's what's happening in our current indoctrination camps. 
Uh, and it's it's despicable. Every single last bit of it. Well, I uh, I wish I had time to finish this article, but I don't. Maybe we will pick this up. We'll pick this up again because, you know, sounding the alarm at this point in time is one of the most important things we can do. We have to wake people up. We have to let people know that that this is on purpose. Dumbing down our education is on purpose. What's happening in Oregon isn't so they can put a pause on things. It's not so they can assess their requirements and and assess their proficiency models. It's nothing. It, it has nothing to do with that. That is a lie. It is about on purpose dumbing down the education requirements so our students leave our K twelve completely uneducated, completely in the dark about about what's going on, and we have to sound the alarm to that. You and I, we have to do this together. We have to sound the alarm together. We have to. To talk about it with our neighbors, talk about it at the dinner table. You know, this whole idea of getting together with family and friends at Thanksgiving and Christmas and not talking about politics, those days are over, friends. Those days are over because these issues have to be discussed. Okay, that's all the time we have for today, America. I appreciate you joining me. Get out there and encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age.